0: House Party by Sam Hunt, Devaney.
1: Great song. Not as good as the Rolling Stones.
0: Start me up, but, you know. Well, you know, we're trying to stick with the theme of our podcast. Last week we were starting something up. This week we're having a house party because we're speaking to... Speaker of the House, Cameron Sexton. It's amazing how that works that way. Yeah. Um, Very good interview, by the way. It was a good interview. We'll get to that in a minute. Uh, You know, we had a good discussion with him, and I think we're going to... Get some good tidbits and also have a little laughs. So that's uh, that's something to look forward to. Always need a um, laugh.
1: How was your week, Devaney? It's been good, very good. Nice weather. Uh, Better week than Liz Cheney's. Look, I, I think there's times to speak and there's times not to speak. Um, that goes for me and Liz Cheney. And uh, I think we'll just have to see what what comes out on the, what looks like a vote next week.
0: Yeah, I don't. I'm going gonna...
1: to. I think that there'll probably be a new. Uh, caucus chair
0: what do you think um, i'm going to take your advice and not speak on this one i'll just yeah, let that's that one wise. go <laughs> um big news this week uh the legislative session is done after four months they uh house and senate are skipping nashville and heading back home to their districts um any key takeaways from what we've seen from the past four months
1: i thought i thought they had a really great um session and um you know they've gone through this whole pandemic. Uh, I think they've gone through that very well and um, addressed some of the some of the issues coming out of the pandemic. They've also passed right to work, uh, balanced the budget as they have to do. But budget was good, successful. Not a lot of argument. And um, I think you'll see in this arg- this interview with uh, Speaker Sexton that a lot of the things that are being done in states like Texas and Florida that are conservative and are making national headlines have already been done in Tennessee and they just don't get the same kind of headlines.
0: That's right. We um, um, we got to talk about several of those things with the speaker. Um, one, one thing that I noticed too is the governor kind of came out with a little bit of a victory lap at the press conference and his uh, press release um, concluding session. It's, he seems happy the legislature kind of passed Almost all of his initiatives uh, that he laid out for state of the state, um, in particular, criminal justice reform, which is something we talked with him last week. So I think he feels pretty good heading into the summer and, um, you know, kind of continuing to work well with the legislature and, and accomplishing a lot of good things for the state.
1: Yeah. Uh, Governor Lee had a had a very good session. And, uh, and like you said, the criminal justice reform has been one of his passions. I mean, he ran on that issue um, and it, it passed the legislature it is going to become law. I think that was a, a win.
0: Yeah. Better week than Joe Biden, I think, had this week. Well, you
1: know, um, at least Joe got to see the Carters, which is very really right.
0: interesting. What a and picture. confused the country on masks yet again. Um, oh, yeah. You know, we yeah. can't seem to have any consistency out of the administration on that. We've no, got... you,
1: you, you wear a mask when you're speaking to a crowd of 90 percent of the people who've been inoculated at the Capitol and you wear a mask, but when you go see people who are in their 90s, you don't wear a mask. I don't. I'm right,
0: really and but concerned. they leave the house and immediately put on a mask for the cameras. You yes. kind of makes you wonder if there's a little virtue signaling going on more so than actual kind of science.
1: Yes, I tell you the other thing I noticed when I get to be, if I am fortunate not to live to be in my 90s, I hope my wife or myself will at least have redo our house, maybe you know, one yeah. more
0: time. You you don't want a, a mini house. It, it, looked, was, it, it looked like
1: a, it was just, I think it was just some kind of thing. So I mean, yeah, that it was a mini did. house and the blue carpet and the little teacups and the little people. I was just, yeah. it was very interesting.
0: It just, it was an odd picture and yeah. uh, it just, it and got, I, and ex- look,
1: I have a lot of respect for the Carters. Don't necessarily, you know, uh, always agree with Jimmy Carter, obviously, but uh, man, that was, it was just, that was very interesting.
0: Very, very odd all around. Yes. Um, and, Just kind of goes with the theme of of the Biden administration, in my view. It just just, it's hard to figure out. You've got, um, you know, they're coming out and and saying that they're going to get rid of the or, you know, kind of release the patents for the vaccine. Um, Laudable goal to try to get the vaccine to more people, but also kind of clearly misunderstanding and and kind of undermining how we got the vaccine in the first place. You know, it's it's
1: a total um, it's just not. That's just not is the right the right thing to do. I mean, I get having worked uh, in the third world, uh, I I get that the vaccine needs to get there, but they're undermining our pharmaceutical companies and they're undermining our economy, quite frankly. And it's just a very it it's very um, it's an interesting way to proceed with them.
0: Pfizer's down about. and a half points on their stock since the announcement yesterday afternoon uh we're recording on a thursday um you know it's uh it just it goes to show you're spending hundreds of millions of dollars of research and development um and continuing to um you know have to find ways to recoup the money that they're that they put into creating this true you know breakthrough and, you know, you have an administration who clearly just doesn't seem to understand how business operates or how these things are happening. Um, you know, the, not giving credit to President Trump for, you know, Operation Warp Speed last year. You had the vaccine ready to go when everybody mocked him last year. Now it's out there. The Biden administration comes out and says, well, we're going to put shots in arms and have, has no understanding that all of that was already kind of in place before they came in. And they're taking credit for it, which they can do. But uh, it just seems just completely um out of step with the reality of how these things actually happen. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it is, and uh, I don't know. It's just he's doing everything he can to wreck the economy. So we'll just we'll
0: see. Uh, he doesn't think so, but uh, history will, has shown otherwise. But we'll see. Um, which is actually a good segue to our interview with with Speaker Sexton. We have a state run pretty well by our conservative, you know, uh, leaders and Governor Lee and Speaker Sexton and Lieutenant Governor McNally. And, uh, we, we talked to Speaker Sexton about that very thing. How, why is the state doing so well? And, um, you know, what are the, what are the keys to continued success? And I think he spoke on that a little bit and
1: he did uh, and he, it, 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 you know, our show is also about kind of getting to know these people a little bit more, um, as people. And so he gave us some insight into that. Um, you know, he, he talked about hobbies, which we could talk about later. You'll, you can judge for yourself as you're listening. Um, he talked about, um, I asked him about what it was like to go from a staff person to an elected official. Cause I first met him in the nineties when he was a field guy for Van Hillary and I was working for Fred Thompson. Um, it was just, I thought it was a really, really interesting interview.
0: Yeah. So let's keep, let's not keep our audience waiting without further ado. Here is our interview with house speaker, Cameron Sexton. Joining us on the podcast today is Tennessee house speaker, Cameron Sexton. Um, Cameron, we appreciate you coming on and we appreciate you uh, spending some time with us today. And, um, you know, it's just it's an honor to be with you today. So thanks thanks for coming. Well, I appreciate
2: you having me. It's a great day here in Tennessee and, and hopefully um, our state will continue to be blessed.
1: Yeah. Devaney? No, great to be here with the speaker here at Cordell Hall and... Um just uh, look forward to hearing what he has to say today about what's going on in Tennessee and kind of his background, you know,
0: how he got here. That's what we're trying to do a little bit. We're trying to kind of get to know our leaders better. Um, you know, one of the things that we feel is kind of missing in Tennessee is a conversation with kind of all of our, you know, people who are kind of helping shape the state. So uh, one of one of the things I kind of wanted to get to know is how did you get to start in politics? You know, you're, you're a House speaker and, um, you know, you've been in politics for a while. Like, How did you get started?
2: Well, so I, I got started whenever I graduated from the University of Tennessee with a political science degree, uh, concentration in public administration. You know, there's, there's plenty of job listings where it says looking for a political science person. So uh, I was trying to find a job. Uh, and, and so I went to Oak Ridge and, and I knew the state senator there because uh, uh, their daughter was a little younger than me. And so I was looking for something to do that summer. It happened to be uh, the summer of 1994 and and so there was a big race going on that year which was you know frist and thompson and sunquist and others and and so this individual was looking for somebody to help and and so since the family our families knew each other i've volunteered and actually got paid a little bit and it was just he and i and when we were doing it, it was a lot like competition of sports i played basketball and so it had the competition and it really had everything you learned in college about wordsmithing marketing selling all those good things and and so I just kind of fell in love with the campaign side of it. I uh, did that, I think we were about three or four months on that campaign in, in November. It was a general election. And uh, we won in a landslide by about 400 votes or so, I think <laughs> is what it was. Uh, different politics back in the day. And so that's kind of how I got involved in politics. The, the person I worked for at the time was State Senator Randy McNally was the first one. And so now he's lieutenant governor, and so it's, it's kind of special to be able to serve along him um, as speaker and with him as lieutenant governor.
0: Now, you guys uh, both went to the same high school, right? We did, we not, at time, Ridge, not at well, the same time, not years, the same years. not same class, no. <laughs> <laughs>
2: but we're, you know, it's interesting. We, we, we're both Oak Ridge graduates. We're both uh, – he went to uh, Memphis State back in the day. I went to UT. We're both uh, uh, SIG-EPS in the fraternity just at two different colleges, so we have a lot in common.
0: What's in the water in Oak Ridge? You know, we have both of our house incentives. Well, there's a lot of rumors on area. what's in the water well. in Oak Ridge. But, um, uh,
2: you know, what I will say is Oak Ridge is, is a microcosm of, of, of science and, and technology and business. And um, it was, it was a, a, a very good place to, to go to high school, have a lot of great friends from there. But there's, there's a lot of great people all across the state of Tennessee, but it was very fortunate. You know, when I was in high school, Usually you no know, you don't have open lunch, right? Open campus lunch. And so most time you're you're sentenced to the cafeteria if you go to any high school. Oak Ridge, even back then and even today, they still have open lunch wow. for their students. So you can get in your car at lunch and go drive anywhere in town and you're talking about promoting economic activity at fast <laughs> yeah, food no restaurants kidding. and everything. And those businesses depend on that, and so they've continued it to this day.
0: Which one was your favorite for off-campus?
2: Well, so, you know, back then there was a, uh, a deli that yep. was really good. Uh, it was on uh, the uh, Illinois Avenue, which was uh, uh, really good. And then we would go to Pizza Hut because they had the personal pan pizzas back then, and so that was kind of a, a novel thing. So we kind of hit a little bit of everywhere um, when we could. You know, you only had like uh, 45 minutes, so you couldn't really get too crazy out there.
0: We know. didn't have off lunch at Bearden, we either, but we snuck – we snuck over a couple of times in Nixon's Deli in Knoxville, yeah. which was fun. Was you didn't size. sneak out of yeah. school, did you, Walker? Uh, I'm, I'd, okay. I'd, I, we are on air. <laughs> well, you only. had a buddy <laughs> just right down the hill. Yeah, you could have right. down the hill. That's right. That's right.
1: <laughs> you know, I was I was wondering, he was talking about how he, uh, he started out on campaigns. I think all of us here at this table started out on campaigns to some extent or another. Um, I, I got to know you, I think, met you when you were a field rep, and I was a field rep. And you've yeah. kind of worked in campaigns and been a staffer. I mean, what now that you're speaker? I mean, what what are the differences between, you know, yeah.
0: the staffer kind of being and on the, the staff staffee.
1: side, being on the yeah. elected
2: side? Well, so so um, uh, being an elected official over staffer, I get to say what I feel, not what they feel, which is the biggest thing. And so, you know, I was a staffer for Congressman Ben Hillary, and so the staffer's job and staff is even if you disagree, you you still explain. What the member or the elected official's position is and so it's kind of refreshing that at least for me i, I get to say what i feel um and so whatever that is i can say it um that, that's one of the biggest changes but you know there's a lot of things that i've learned from the years working for uh randy mcnally van hillary was all about constituent services and you might not be you might not get 100 percent of the vote but you represent 100 percent of your population that was a big thing that he always harped on us Um, And then, you know, I worked for the state party. You you were party chairman back when uh, uh, Jim Burnett was there Mm. uh, and Randall Richardson. I Mm -hmm. I did two tours. uh, I it two tours through the state party and learned a lot. And and the interesting thing is, is the amount of friends that you meet and they're all still involved to some degree today. Um, Mm -hmm. Even people who work for, you know, Senator Thompson and Frist and you know they're still all around and 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 so they're still good friends out there and so the, you, you kind of bump into them here in the halls or out and you know, out in the world and scott golden was the field rep with me for van Hiller. Oh, yeah. he's the state party chairman now so um it, it it's, it's been a very a very good thing and and uh, elected officials good there's some negatives to it as well um but you know by and large i, I really do enjoy it
0: you know you ran first ran in 2010 right mm-hmm. what what made you decide to go from staffer political you know operative uh, you know in the private sector world and put your name on a ballot I mean a lot of people kind of think I'd like to do that mm-hmm. neither do this don't or whatever and it's you know done really well for you like you're now the speaker of our state so like what what made you get off the fence and put your name on a ballot
2: well timing means everything I mean yeah. there's opportunities and you have people who would be great candidates and pick the wrong time and they lose and then you've had the opposite true as well and and so back then, it was just when um, the Republicans took control of the state, meaning we had the three constitutional officers, and and there was a big issue about replacing local election administrators. Um, and, it, and it's different everywhere you go. You know, you, we still see the issues today um, in various rural counties. Rural counties are a little different than the urban areas. But um, is there was a, a chance where the business leaders and the elect, local elected officials wanted to, to not do anything and, and uh, there's a couple people um, who were uh, state elected officials who wanted to go a totally different direction. Um, and they wouldn't, the, the state elected official would not listen to the locals and, and value their opinion and, and went a totally different way, which, yeah. which started the locals from saying, you know, um, this, is, this is where we are, you should be listening to us, you represent us, you don't represent Nashville um, and so that's what got me started they, they started looking for somebody to run and, and when you look at um, usually what I always say in, in my signs is I've came up with people before politics which came out of that which means your people are at home are valued over politics and that's who you should represent and, and so we came up with that, that tagline it's um, been with us for the last
1: 11 years
0: yeah. still on his page now Yeah, that's awesome um,
1: so how is it being speaker I was watching you the other night I, this is no. This is nothing. I know Ron Ramsey was an auctioneer, but did you yeah. take auctioneering no, lessons? No, no,
2: <laughs> no. Um, and, you know, being a speaker, it, I mean, it, it's a privilege. It really is. Yeah. There's a lot to it. It's like you're- You did a
1: very good job, by the way. I, I appreciate. You do a very good job of conducting yourself on the floor and and the way you handle yourself as speaker.
2: Well, um, you know, one of the things is is members need to have their independence. They represent different districts. All of us do, and and there's similarities, but there's differences but they need to have their independence on what they need to do represent their districts. But you also, I also expect a a certain level of decorum and respect for one another, um, and valuing, uh, the process and what it is. And, and so those, those are the guardrails that I put on the road that we have to stay within. And and most of the time we do, sometimes Mm -hmm. we don't, and we have to answer those, get, get those problems solved. But, you know, being speaker is, is, it's a lot like running a business to be honest with you because you have just you have the 99 members who are here you have the staff you have joint staff you have the resources and the policies and HR issues just like you do anywhere else that the speaker on the house side is supposed to take care of and and project and and so um it's been a learning process um you know conducting four sessions you know about policy you know about this but Really what I've focused on is making sure that we, we operate in how I think we should operate and, and be examples for others um, on how we conduct ourselves um, uh, when we're here. Um, but you also, uh, I spent a long time working to build a relationship with Governor Lee because I think it's important for both speakers to have a very good relationship with our governor. Um, and I, I have a very good relationship with the Lieutenant Governor and I, and I hope what people have seen in the last two years is that the House and the Senate and the administration are working very well together? We might not agree on everything, um, but we all know we're here to better Tennessee. And if someone throws down an idea, it's not to kill something, put a wrench in something. It's just really let's have an open conversation with difference of opinion. And those opinions can help make a a policy better. It happens all the time down here, but you have to be open to it.
0: You came in, you know, your first year, we get going, and all of a sudden everything shuts down. I mean, what— you know, you probably had a lot of ideas for your first year of speakership and, you know, in the session. And how did, how has the last year changed those, you know, preconceptions and how, how has the legislature weathered through it? Is it has it been better? Has it been worse than you thought? Like what, it's just been a really tumultuous time as a speaker, just given all the, all the challenges of states facing with COVID. So, and you guys have handled it well, but like, what were those pre, preconceived ideas and, and how were they changed?
2: Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, what I'll say is the governor's, it, it, the, what he's been dealt is a lot bigger than what we've been dealt you know because he was dealt with floods and tornadoes and a pandemic and then some more tornadoes and and some more flooding and, and so he's really um in his short period of time had really take on some difficult challenges and he's done a wonderful job in that what i would say for mine is 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 when we came in you know, you think you know what speaker means, and you're, you're never going to be right. Um, even if you listen to everybody and ask a question, it, it, it's different than what you perceive. And um, what I will say is, is, you know, how we came in in 19, and then when we came in, we started getting rolling in January and February, and we had the tornado here in Tennessee. And then a couple weeks later, we had the pandemic that started. Um, but being able to watch um, and be a part of the process and watch how people – handle crisis um, people what we talk about who answer the call because you have to answer the call every day and really work with lieutenant governor and the senate and the administration the governor and his staff to really try to do a good job and what we the biggest discussion we had early on was should we just shut down and not come back this year and and come back the next year Um, that was debated for a while at the residence we had a meeting at the residence and then we all came out in agreement well let's take a little break and and see what happens because it was unknown um, and so that's why you saw us pass a, a tentative budget and came back and mm-hmm. um, and do what we need to do. But what I will say is I think what we have gone through as a state has made us stronger. I think it has allowed us to be a model for other states on how to do something cautiously without shutting down your economy and growing. Um, and really implementing things that are conservative um, and things that we believe um, I think the public agrees with. And so I think... As a body, it's allowed us to pull together um, and not separate us, and I think that's a benefit for us long term.
0: I mean, having traveled around the country last year for the presidential campaign, um, you know, you, you could t- it was good to be home because Tennessee, you're right, I mean, Tennessee was was cautious but not overzealous in any of that. and. That's a lot due to y'all's leadership, and we appreciate it Mm because our state's in a much better place because of it.
2: Well, Um, I I, I agree. You know, we're one of seven states that's had positive economic growth um, in the last 12 months. You look at states like California and New York and New Jersey, and they're hurting. And the problem is the Biden administration is really just bailing them out. That's what the stimulus money really is. And mm-hmm. To be honest with you, Tennessee, we're fine without it. I mean, we're very successful without the federal money. Now, if they want to send it, we'll take a look at it. I think they're sending way too much. I would rather for them to pay off the national debt than keep increasing national debt. But in Tennessee, we've managed the situation, and I, and I think we're, we're
1: coming out of it stronger, a whole lot stronger than we went in. Great. great. No, I was going to say, you know, uh, Chris and I were talking about how you have a great uh, social media presence. You're very active on social media. Um, I forgot what was the, it was the speaker of the home. home. Yeah. Speaker yeah. of the home. Yeah. That's nice, right. nice
0: robe, by the way. We need to, <laughs> where, where do we, where do we get those robes? Yeah. You know, we sell them on the so, Cameron Sexton campaign website. So like,
1: you know, when we were all working for th- these elected guys, you know, you used to have to answer the phone all the time. Mm-hmm. You used to, to type letters when you were trying to get a statement out, it always had to be a press release. Would you like to go back to the PSA days or, like, get your message out through social media?
2: I would like to go back to the no cell phone days myself. (laughs) But, um, you know, what I I will say, you know, it's changed. and, And, you know, elected officials use social media to get their message, but also misinformation spread just as fast through social media. And so it creates a lot of other issues of trying to control stuff. Or get out the right word, but once they do, it's hard to get it back, right? And so you're you're constantly behind. So there's positives and negatives of social media, um, but we use it. We try to do it effectively the best we can to keep people informed of, of what's going on down here, what's important based on what we're hearing. Social media is a great way to do that, and you know we're doing pretty good. Our caucus is is making some internal changes on how we do that, and so we're we're learning from it. It's relatively new, you know, as far as what campaigns doing. I think. Uh, President Obama was the first one who really did dug in to yeah. how social media works. President Trump really moved it to the next level, um, and so you know we're learning how to how to become masters of it if we if that's possible.
0: Yeah, you know social media is obviously a it's a it's a turning into a big hot debate issue. You know nationally, you know what happens as as these companies continue to try to you know censor information. I mean, is that something that folks are talking about here in the state? I mean, we've seen some states kind of try to insert themselves in that? Is that something we can look forward to in Tennessee as well, or is it being discussed here?
2: No, it's being discussed. We had legislation this year. Um, we're going to have a uh, ad hoc committee next year, a joint one between the House and the Senate, to where we dig into what the big tech companies are doing on censorship and, uh, and kicking people off First Amendment rights and the protections they have. That's a federal issue um, on the protections, and hopefully uh, Congress will, will take care of that. But there are things that other states are doing that we're going to look at and i I think we'll pass something next
0: next year interesting good um you know what are some of the things that we think we we're talking about some of these issues specifically um you know what 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 can we look forward to in the state you know we're we're in great fiscal shape we're in you know we've got good leaders here um you know it seems we've got a good runway looking ahead like what are you looking forward to over the next couple years as we kind of come out of the pandemic um, what are some of your priorities? I know you've done your, you know, your uh, uh, big speech at the chamber last year, and you know, focused on that. But like, what are what are your key things that you're looking forward to as leading the state and one of the leaders of the state? And how, how what can we look forward to in that? You know, these next couple of years. Yeah.
2: So I mean, if you're if you're thinking big picture, one of the things that we did uh, this week, which I think is big, and I don't think it's really caught on the media yet, is you know, you had absentee ballot problems in Pennsylvania and Ohio and Nevada. Um, about were they true absentee ballots or were they copies and were they fakes or forgeries. And so we just passed a bill here um, where every absentee ballot has to have a unique watermark on it. And that yeah. way, if you get it back and it's not on there, it's a forged ballot and so you throw it out. And so it's one thing to allow us to make sure if people wanna do absentee ballots, they're secure and we know that it's a valid ballot. Very simple concept, very big, very big thing for us. Um, and so th- that's huge. I think if you look at uh, healthcare, we want to move healthcare away from the insurance controlling what the patient and providers do. We want to put the providers and the patients in the center of the healthcare model. That's long-term goal. We're trying to do that right now through some PBM reform to help independent pharmacies. We're trying to do some other things to to bring price transparency to the consumers. Uh, if you're looking at education, what Governor Lee did last year with the Give Act and what that means for. Uh, people who want to get a skill through vocational schools is huge. But you couple that with what we're doing this summer, what we passed for K-12 through 12, for grades uh, K-6 through six on learning loss and summer school programs for reading and uh, math where we're not proficient. The biggest challenge that we have is as we watch businesses move into our state, which we're very blessed to do. Oracle's getting ready to come. We just announced, the governor just announced the battery with GM and LG. We need to have a qualified, skilled workforce. And we have an education system that is working in some places but not all over the place and when only a fourth of your fourth graders can read or do math proficiently you're going to have a problem the problem is is that's the high watermark when they get to eighth grade it drops even lower and when it gets to 12th so if you can't intervene at fourth grade you're not going to be able to have the long-term success and so what we're trying to do to improve uh, math and reading will do long-term success and so it's a two-year thing we'll see how we do I think we'll be very successful but when kids graduate high school, they should be able to go to work anywhere they can because they have the skills necessary to go to work. And we're not doing that right now. And two, if they wanna go to college, they shouldn't have to take remedial and that's what they have to take a lot of them. And so when you see that we're failing in K through 12 and we can no longer say, hey, you know what? We went from a fourth to a third reading proficiently. Uh, We wanna be the best. And to be the best, you have to have high expectations. And so that's where we're moving
1: so going going back to you know being speaker um uh, from state rep to caucus chair to speaker what's your i'm sure that the uh, some of the the things you do go through in the morning are a little bit different what's your morning routine like to, for?
2: it depends on depends on the day you know um so if we're in session uh days will Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursdays, they start earlier, they probably start about seven in the morning, I could go till eight or nine o'clock at night. Mondays are a little different because Monday's a travel day for people to come in. Uh, but usually they're, they're full of meetings, discussions um, uh, with members with groups. Uh, uh, with our chairman, making sure we know that they have the resources that they need. I kind of look at my role as as Speaker, if this place is being efficient and effective in the House, and, our, and I put the right people as Chairman, and I have the right people on committee, we will have better policy. They will kill bad policy, they will amend okay policy, make it better, and they will pass great policy. If that's what we're doing, then what I've done in the committee process is a success. And then the second part of my job to define success is to make us be a little bit more less like Washington, but more like a business. And so we just passed a bill last week that said it's no longer acceptable for your state elected officials through their public service to become millionaires. And so we took away the ability of state elected officials from providing services to the state of Tennessee. You should not get rich by being elected official you're here to serve you're not here to serve your business you're here to serve the people of your district and so we took that off which I think will be another long-term goal so part of me is is trying to get us in line with what expectations are our business and the constituents and trying to not to have us be a lot like Washington
0: Mm -hmm. you know talking about your routine and everything in Nashville like where do you like to go to dinner when you're here Maybe you shouldn't tell it because maybe lobbyists will find out and they want to go there. But like, you know, when you're here, you you, you just have to spend time here. Like you know, Nashville's right. a, a in its city. What, what's what's some of your favorite? What are some of your favorite haunts in town?
2: Well, so we, we kind of mix it up. You know, it, it it depends. You know, I think sometimes uh, we go Hattie B's. Um, yeah, is, is kind of where we go. We do Jonathan's Grill sometimes. You know, there's uh, uh, Jack Brown's Burger in Germantown, which is fabulous. The pharmacy has a great burger um you know we'll also go uh to like the palm uh, when we were closer to morton's they would you could go there and and, and get some bites and stuff and uh we kind of move it around uh, for the most part but you know the thing is there's some great food here and and the nice thing is in the evenings members are allowed to kind of go out and eat together and spend some time and build a relationship and um, you know, the other day we all went to the new fifth and broad, um, which is a fabulous new development in downtown Yeah. and a bunch of us went to Blanco to eat some, uh, tacos. And, and so it's good <laughs> to be here and kind of experience the different things. And, and, uh, that's one good thing about traveling around the state is, is one of the we like to do is go find the place locally. That's the one restaurant that everybody wants to go to and go experience with the locals, mm-hmm. uh, is their best restaurant, and they're I, usually right.
0: I heard burger there a couple times. Is that is that your yeah, go-to? That sounds like is, that, is that your spot? I can <laughs> eat a burger any, anywhere. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I heard it from
1: high in high school, and now here too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah burger, pizza, and PB and J. News yeah. on the podcast here. The
0: speaker likes cheeseburgers yeah, or hamburgers. Yeah. So. Exactly. Very Very, very, uh, very refined palate. Yeah. So, yeah. Um Simple things in life. Well, so. you know, you you mentioned that. Like, what's uh, what's kind of the hidden gem of your district? You know, like there's uh. Um, you know, what's the place that's kind of like you guys like to go to, but you know, people probably don't know about it and it's probably good, but you know, now we're going to, we're going to out it on this.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, it depends. I mean, it depends on what you like to do. The nice thing about the plateau is is, there's a lot of things. So there's, there's two hidden gems. There's, there's one in Monterey and then there's one in the crab orchard area, which are overlooks. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. One's at the Justin P. Wilson, uh, state park there. Um, that kind of goes back up, but there's two overlooks looking over different valleys, which are, are fabulous. Um, and, and those are really nice you know we do have I think I'm the only district that has two state parks Cumberland Mountain State Park and Fall Creek Falls uh, great state park they're too. they're yes. wonderful state parks yep. and then I think a lot of times what people also we, you know we have Jackson Kayak and Sparta uh, which is not part of my district but we have a lot of creeks up on the plateau and about two to three days after it rains um, there's some great kayaking and you can go uh, off the interstate on a, any given Saturday morning after a good rainstorm, and you'll see about 50 cars with kayaks. And so oh, there wow. is a lot of great outdoor kayaking and canoeing up in the area. Oh,
0: that's, that's cool. Awesome. Yeah. Who's the funniest member of the house? Ooh, uh, <laughs> well, you know, I think – You might get in trouble with this answer, so we, you know, we don't want to get you in well, trouble. Well, I mean, I think
2: it, different people have different sense of humor. Some have dry, and so they say something that's really funny and it's unexpected. You know, you have that. You know, I think if um, – If you're looking on the House floor, if you're saying between the Republicans and Democrats, I think uh, Kevin Vaughn on the Republican side is very good because he's the one who kind of initiates the Republican freshman. And I think Antonio Parkinson really has done a really good job on the Democrat side because they try to bring some funniness and and brevity to the situation. And so I think they've done a. And that's a really hard thing. That's like trying to roast somebody but doing it mild, right? And so – uh, they are both really good.
0: At that. Yeah, that's good to know. Who's yeah. the member that when you're they're walking down the hall, you pull your cell phone out and you're asking <laughs> <I'm> not, <laughs> He's not gonna like, answer that one. <laughs> I'm not going down I'm that road. Sorry for the trick. There's question. not a single one of them like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, we would never want you to answer can that. Can I question, name some? No. Um <laughs> you know, how do you unwind? Talk I mean you so much so much business and, you know, serious issues like you know, what what do you do? What, how do you relax a little bit when you get home and you can kind of turn the phone off for a minute?
2: Well, it, it, yeah, I mean, the thing is, I don't ever really ever turn the phone off. Yeah. Um, and, and that that's to the point of the, the cell phone. Your wife likes it, I bet. To, to, <laughs> yeah. And, you know, what I will say is, you know, I like to watch Netflix shows. I like, you know, I like documentaries about World War II and that sort of stuff. So, you know, one of the shows I watch all the time it comes on Tuesday night and I record is it, The Curse of Oak Island because I like, I'm hoping they find gold at some point. <laughs> um, and so I'm too invested in all these years to, to turn it off. But... You know I mean I think watching TV I I think um, uh, you know I used to be able to play golf some I don't get to do that much anymore but you know really the one thing is and and people find this crazy is is being a staffer and being involved on campaigns I love campaigns and I love traveling and meeting people and so odd enough me traveling around the state and visiting different communities and meeting with people is kind of relaxing for me Mm because I enjoy seeing the great parts of our state that I don't usually get to see and meeting with people. And so I, I really enjoy that. And one of the things I, I tell people is if you wake ev- up every day and you love what you do and you enjoy getting out of bed, regardless of how much money you make, you're going to be successful. And so I love waking up and doing this job. I love waking up and traveling the state. Um, and when the time comes, you don't enjoy it more, you need to stop and go do something else. And yeah. so at that point, I'm, I'm still – so if I need – I don't feel like I have to unwind a lot um, because I love what
0: I do. That's awesome. Well, we have loved being able to talk to you about it wow. for a little bit. We appreciate your time. Yeah, thank you very much. We, uh, y- your hope to us former staffers, we can we can achieve great things. Yeah, well, I'm <laughs> one of a few that's ever <laughs> taken the plunge, and uh,
2: you know, I mean, I think th- the thing to realize is is Republicans, Democrats, Independents. What makes Tennessee so great is we may not agree on every issue, and at this point we're we're still able to work through and do things that will benefit Tennessee. Um, and, And so right now, in the last 10 years, I will just say in the last 10 years with Governor Haslam, Governor Lee, Republican constitutional officers, and Republican General Assembly, we have made more progress in the last 10 years than we have in the last 100, which is hope for conservative principles, which is hope for Tennessee values, which is hope for the philosophies that Ronald Reagan tried to incorporate in Washington. And we get people all the time ask us when we go to conferences, and I'm sure you all get it from people outside the state that you know, how in the world is Tennessee doing so well? Mm -hmm. How's that? Texas isn't doing that well. Florida's not doing that well. And the funny question is, all the time we get questions from people say, hey, Florida just passed this, and it's always in the news, and I like Governor DeSantos, and he's running for president probably, and so it always gets national news, and people are always like, you need to do this, and we're like, we did that six months ago. Yeah, exactly. Right, right? right. and so Tennessee is leading, even though people think oh, it might it's so be Florida. yeah. Tennessee is actually leading our nation in, in moving forward on where we think we need to be.
0: Well, then we've just heard from one of our leaders. Yeah, thank you very House much. House Speaker Cameron Sexton, thank you for your time, yeah. um, and thank you for what you're doing for our state. We appreciate it. Thank you. Appreciate you. So that was Tennessee House Speaker Cameron Sexton. We thank Speaker Sexton for his time. Uh, Devaney, like... Yeah, it was a good interview. What, what was your takeaway? Oh, a lot
1: of takeaways, but my number one was, man, I mean, he's got this, lives in a beautiful area with some of the best golf courses in the state, and he doesn't play golf. Anymore? Anymore. But I will say this, I bet he's still pretty good, and um, if I was putting together a foursome for a scramble, I think I would call Speaker Sexton. Not to say he could do with this, but i about call him.
0: So, what you're saying is we should host a popular invitational and have him come out and and, and play with us. Absolutely. <laughs> and and others. Maybe I'm, I'm the down. The
1: former president would come.
0: Maybe you know, we'll go to Sweeten's Cove and, you know, do a do a shot of, of Peyton's whiskey and then uh, you know, go go play 9 down Absolutely. there in your neck of the woods. Yeah.
1: I played that course before.
0: Oh. nice. I have the bourbon. I have not played the golf, so we'll, yeah. we'll have to. We know together we can. We can do both of those. It's crowded though.
1: You gotta. You gotta get get there at a good time.
0: Yeah. Um, my takeaway generally is, uh, you know, obviously he's been thrust into a very um, tough situation with COVID and um, has come out. You know, after his real first session, you know, the, the, fir- his first session was obviously truncated because of COVID. And even this one was, was just different because of COVID. Um, but he obviously had a good session and, you know, managed the house really well. And, um, we saw a lot of great initiatives come out of it and the governor got what he wanted in terms of his agenda. And it seems like we're kind of firing on all cylinders generally. And, and that's, uh, that's, a. That's a real positive. And I, it seems like we're in pretty good hands in terms of uh, of our legislative and, and executive leadership in our state right now. Yeah,
1: I, I, I think so, too. And again, um, you know, Governor Lee had a great session. Legislature had a great session and um, and they got out on time.
0: So next next items up for our, for our leaders is, you know, redistricting, you know, based on the census. Um, you know, what can, what do you think we can expect from that over the coming months? You were, you know, you were involved in the state party with this last time, right?
1: I've been talking to some people about this and, um, it's, it was interesting. I was told by a pretty good source that we were very close to maybe getting another seat. And the next census, we probably for sure will get another seat. Um, the two districts that really probably lost the most population though, were the eighth, which is represented by David Kustoff. And the ninth, which is represented by Steve Cohen in Memphis, and um, but they're they're going to have to recalibrate these districts, all of them probably because of some of the losses. And it'll be interesting also to see kind of where Middle Tennessee and the fifth district go, uh, and Jim Cooper's whether or not they kind of keep that the same or whether it might you know be more of a make it more of a swing district. I, I, I don't know. And I don't have any special information about that either. I just, I just think it's always a very interesting time having, you know, gone through it before. Um, but we'll see. But I also think it's very interesting that Tennessee is growing so much um, that who knows what, you know, 10 years will bring from now um, with the state and how yeah. they'll, how, how we will uh, redistrict
0: I was really hoping we'd get a seat. Actually, just the population growth I thought might tick us up over the edge, particularly when you saw the the, the slim margins of, you know, Minnesota versus um, New York in terms of losing a seat. Um, well, but, Middle uh, Tennessee.
1: I mean, it grew. I mean, the the fourth, which the biggest county in that district is is Rutherford. You know, Murfreesboro. Mm-hmm. That that seat gained forty four thousand people. Wow. Uh, even even Jim Cooper's, which is just Nashville, Davidson County, gained nine thousand five hundred. John Rose's seat, which is the sixth district and probably the biggest county there, Sumner, it gained thirty almost thirty one thousand. And then Mark Green's district, which has Williamson in it, and and um, and Clarksville, gained thirty almost thirty two thousand people. Wow. So that's a, just a lot of growth in Middle Tennessee. Yeah, and East Tennessee kind of lost a few people, but nothing like the West Tennessee. And then the middle just grew in a, in a big way.
0: Kind of follows generally what we've been thinking about the general population trends of the state. We're seeing, you know, job announcements and, you know, cranes downtown Nashville still. And obviously COVID last year kind of stunted all that, but we've got a, you know, there's a lot of growth coming around here.
1: There are. And there's also people moving into East Tennessee. It's just um and a lot of great economic things going on um but uh, but middle tennessee definitely has the most growth
0: speaking of growth we will have a, a, a we will have more people on our next episode yeah going to we're going to go, we're gonna have a couple guests next time um we're going to have a a reporter roundtable um we're, we're going to have a few of uh of tennessee's kind of top political reporters um and and have a roundtable discussion about session and um you know what what they kind of see as the you know what the next couple months are going to look like in terms of the tennessee political landscape and uh,
1: favorite restaurants
0: favorite restaurants what do you do again, again we, we, if you're we just are not just going to be doing talking point stuff you know i i plan on asking Shelzig what his favorite motorcycle trails are
1: yeah there you go <laughs> I didn't know he rode a motorcycle. Well, yeah. So, yeah. That really. was like his Twitter avatar for a
0: while. I, I guess I, that's right. Maybe I, maybe I'm making that up and I'm pretty darn no, sure. I think you're right. I think you're
1: right about that. I just
0: forgot. Um, so yeah. And so w- w- again, we, we're, our goal is to post these on Thursday. Um, how can you find us Devaney?
1: You can find us at poplar You can, uh, find us on Twitter. Um, you can find me in Chattanooga.
0: <laughs> you can find me on an airplane. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, we're at uh, Twitter at Poplar Group. Um, you know we've uh, we're, we're excited about the growth that we're seeing, and uh, this is a fun little medium that we're able to do this as well. So I'm sorry,
1: I, I couldn't remember our Twitter handle. I can only remember mine
0: personally. Well, it's a good Twitter handle. We talked about this last week. Mm-hmm. It's still it's still a, a, a key. We just need to get you verified now yes i did that little (laughs) check mark that's right that's right means your opinions matter more that way oh yes
1: because twitter Um, is the real world
0: that's right well devaney have we hope and we hope you and our listeners have a great weekend and uh until next week uh have 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 fun and go vols see you soon